Oh, was that him? I don't know. How many fingers did he have? I'm sorry, I couldn't get the binoculars out in time. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Like roller coaster handlebars, tightly cause I'm slightly off my rocker, but to you, I may appear to be your average Joe, but little do you know that even Joe got problems that he got two jobs with. Floating in this game of life, in spite how out of place you may feel in this race, oh you just can't quit. Ain't that a bitch that be in heat? I'm on the beat like cops. Only cultivate the stable dirt when I skip my drops. Don't concentrate in knocking other niggas out the box. Why? Cause in a sense, see, we all be kind of fly, just can't be scared to spread your wings. Head to better things. Maybe the mockingbird and nightingale, they want to sing. Keeping this thing alive to the table's what we bring. We like hailstorms and blizzards in the middle of the spring. Extraterrestrial. Judging from the uh, last couple episodes and the listens, sounds like you guys like T. Flanagan more than you like me, but that's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, as long as you guys are hanging out and absorbing the vibes. But yeah, uh, the less I talk, the more you guys listen. So I'm definitely going to try and keep that up and running for you guys. Also, also, also. Um, in this episode, we're going to get into why I went in a little cave, went on sabbatical. Also, we're going to address things where we're at now. It's been a few weeks, almost a month. Um, and we're going to talk about healing and getting over this situation and seeing what we can do to make things better. You know what I'm saying? Between all the races. But... As always, it's still Black Lives Matter, but we don't hate nobody. Also, uh, stopping by the writer's block on this episode, something very interesting that I started, uh, but instead of reading what I've written, I'm going to read an excerpt from my favorite book right now, which is How to Not Get Shot and Other Advice from White People by D.L. Hughley. Great book. Great book. That is not sarcasm. Uh, however, his book is steeped in it, but for the next few weeks, that's what I'm going to do. Just drop a little, find little gems that I that stuck out to me. Read them to you guys. Maybe they'll help. Maybe there's something you could pass along, but that's what this episode is going to be about. Vibes, vibes, vibes. So, I'm going to go ahead and get out y'all here. I told y'all I'm going to talk left. smoke more so let's get into the episode man cheers for you we will
getting back, but you knew I would. War is hell. When will it end? When will people start getting together again? Are things really getting better? Like the newspapers said. What else is new, my friend? Besides what I read. Can't find no work, can't find no job, my friend. Money is tighter than it's ever been. Say, man, I just don't understand what's going on across this land. Oh, what's happening, brother? Yeah. What's happening? What's happening, my man? Are they still getting down where we to go and dance? Will our ball club win the pennant? Do you think they had a chance? And tell me, friend, how in the world have you been? Tell me what's on I want to know what's in. What's the deal, man? What's happening, brother? What's happening? Hello, hello. We are back. We are back. And if you're wondering why I'm talking like this right here, it's because we're moving into a little more civilized portion of the show. Welcome to the writer's block. I'm your man, Will. This, yes, yes, this is still trail spill with Will. But like I said, way more civilized. Let me borrow my joint real quick. But yeah, man. The writer's book. So let's get into it. The name of this book is How to Not Get Shot and Other Advice from White People by D.L. Hughley. And the best way to start something is from the beginning. So I want to let you guys know now. I read like I talk. But I'm going to do you guys a favor. And I'm going to do it like I'm reading to my daughter. How I used to break it down with her. So so you'll know who's saying what. This book is very, very complex. Uh, But at the same time, extremely simple extremely simple uh we're gonna start with part one how to not get shot by the police in this part we're gonna get right into it and make sure you know how to not get shot by the police first of all we're gonna figure out the right way to talk to the police so they feel more empowered to not shoot you then we'll take a look at how to put cops at ease since being a cop can be very scary especially when you're dealing with very scary black people and if you do get shot 
let's not rush to judgment. Sure, being shot can be upsetting, but we don't want to paint all cops with the same brush. After all, they've been through a traumatic experience. Are you ready to not get shot? Let's go. Chapter 1 Comply with police orders. Here's the bottom line. If you don't want to get shot, tased, pepper sprayed, struck with a baton, or thrown to the ground, just do what I tell you. Sunil Dutta, LAPD officer and adjunct instructor of Homeland Security at Colorado Technical University. Comply with police orders. That's the first thing you'll hear from white people. If you don't want to get shot, just comply. If a black person gets shot by the police, white people ask, why didn't they just do what the officer said? White people can't understand it. It seems so simple. Is it that simple? I wish it was. Let's make sure you're complying the right way. Comply with the spirit of the order. Just do what the cop says. But, but also, make sure you are complying with the spirit of the request. A police officer wants you to comply with both their command and the way they want it done. Let's take Philando Castillo. Philando Castillo was shot when he, reacted, when he reached for his wallet. Officer Geronimo Yanez asked him for his license and registration and then he got shot. Why? Because he did not comply with the spirit of the request. Put yourself in Officer Yanez's shoes. He pulls over a random black guy because he's seeking a robbery suspect. Officer Yanez spotted Philando's wide-set nose that quote-unquote matched the, the description of a robbery suspect. Did the robbery suspect also have a girlfriend and a child in his car? Well, robberies are weird. You never know if that baby in the back is a tiny gangster and he's dressed up as a baby or something. Officer Yanis smelled marijuana. What kind of a monster smoked marijuana in front of their kid? Bear in mind, this is not Colorado where marijuana is legal. Or California, or Alaska, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. In Minnesota, weed is still a very dangerous drug. So he's obviously scared. He's got a dangerous robbery suspect, high on marijuana with his robber girlfriend and robber baby. He asks for Philando's license and registration. Did Philando comply? Yes and no. He did comply by reaching for his wallet, but then Philando tells the officer that he has a gun. We know that Philando mentioned this so that the officer would be aware of it and not be scared. But it does the opposite. It scares him. He freaks out. Officer Yanez doesn't know why this dangerous criminal is announcing he has a gun. And even though Philando was reaching for his license as he was asked to do, Officer Yanez assumes he's reaching for his gun and shoots him. So no, he did not comply. He complied with the order, but not the spirit of the order. 
The spirit of the order was to get his license while not being so dangerous. What would have made Philando less dangerous? Maybe Philando shouldn't have had a gun at all. Philando assumed that he was allowed to have a gun, but he didn't see that he couldn't comply with the spirit of the orders while exercising his Second Amendment rights. Or maybe if he had it, he shouldn't have told the police and just waited to be thrown to the ground when they discovered it and hoped to not be shot then. Or maybe he should have had it sitting out on his dashboard so it would be clear that when he reached for his wallet, he wasn't reaching for his gun. Maybe none of that would have helped. After all, according to a report in the Washington Post, blacks are the most likely to be shot by police. The most likely. And that's irrespective of socioeconomic background. So it's not just poor black people at risk. It's rich black folks too. In other words, rich black people still get shot at a disproportionately high rate. So you can't get away from this mitigating factor being race. It's nice to be rich, but you can't buy your way out of being black. Let's just face it. Black people, we're a very targety looking group. We look shootable. By being black, you're not compliant with the spirit of the order, which is, quote unquote, get in your place. Comply with police orders fast. Be sure to comply with police orders quickly. An officer might decide that you're moving too slow and that shooting you is a better option. Once an officer asks you to do something, there's a timer ticket. You don't have forever to comply. <laughs> a lot of times, you have almost no time at all. The cops roll up and start firing almost as soon as they arrive, like with Tamir Rice or John Crawford comply with police orders slowly but then again some people get shot for moving too fast in South Carolina in 2014 LaVar Jones was asked for his license and he quickly went to get it from his truck he moved so quick that the state trooper shot him for lunging into his vehicle Jones after being shot said why did you shoot me the cop said well, you dove head first back into your car. So that argues for moving slowly. No lunging, no diving head first. But don't move too slowly, or it might seem like you're being menacing. See above, comply with police orders fast. This is a great book. But DL, what if I don't understand how to comply? The fastest way to get shot by police in America is by being mentally or emotionally unstable. According to a report by the Ruderman Family Foundation, almost half of the people shot by police have some kind of disability. They are mentally or physically or emotionally disabled. And the police are most often the first responders to mental health situations. So even if they are issuing commands, there needs to be training so police don't just shoot people for quote-unquote non-compliance. How's a mentally ill person supposed to comply with police orders? 
In multiple instances, when police were informed that a person was mentally ill, they still shot that person instead of using less deadly force. Schizophrenics, people off their meds, and people with brain injuries are all treated as if they can comply. Like Laquan McDonald, who was shot by police even though he was surrounded by police who were in no danger. Meanwhile, he suffered from PTSD and other mental health disorders. Or take Keith Scott, whose wife took video of the police confronting her husband. On the video, she's trying to get the police to understand that he had a traumatic brain injury, that he was disabled. But even though he was complying with their orders to back up, may not have fully understood what was being asked of him. Rather than treat the situation with patience and care, the officer shot him. So, if you don't understand how to comply because of a disability, you better hope that you're not not understanding how to comply in one of the 34 states that don't mandate de-escalation training. Huh. If you're lucky, you'll be in Dallas where excessive force complaints dropped by 18% the year after they put the training into effect. That's maybe the only reason you'd be lucky to be in Dallas. But DL, what if I'm a kid? When I was a kid, I learned compliance from my mom. My mother would always tell me the rules before we left the house to go get groceries. Don't look at shit, don't touch shit, you ain't getting shit. Sometimes, I even listen to them. But with the police, being a kid does not exempt you from complying. If you're Tamir Rice, playing with a toy gun in the park, your compliance is requested even if you're doing nothing wrong. It's hard to get kids to follow directions in normal circumstances, but if the police are giving orders to a kid, the kid better pay a lot more attention to the police than I did to my mama. With the police, a child has to act more responsibly than a trained professional. Especially if a trained professional isn't really trained or professional. The cop who shot and killed Tamir had resigned from his previous job in the Independence Police Department because he was about to be fired. Why? Because he couldn't follow quote-unquote basic functions as instructed. According to his old boss, the deputy police chief. But that didn't stop Cleveland from hiring him, though. This officer shot Tamir Rice almost immediately. Maybe he yelled something from within the car, or perhaps not. It depends on whether you believe the officer's video statement he gave to the police right after the shooting, or whether you believe his written testimony later. surveillance video that showed him practically leap out of the car and start shooting. One of those three is bound to be right. Tamir is supposed to comply with police orders within two seconds of a police car screeching to a halt in front of him. See, when a police officer can't comply, he gets hired. When a kid can't comply, he gets shot. Being a kid is tough. But DL, 
what if I don't have time to comply? In Tamir's case, it's hard to see how he could have complied with police, uh, police officers or their orders, even if he had heard it. Sometimes the police just roll up and start firing. Take John Crawford in Dayton, Ohio. He was in a Walmart carrying around a BB gun that he intended to buy talking on his phone. The cops came in and shot him before he was able to do anything. Sometimes you don't have to comply. No, I read that wrong, guys. My fault. Sometimes you don't have time to comply. So you have to pre-comply. You have to think about what kind of threat you would be if you become one. Pre-complying means knowing that you aren't allowed to hold a BB gun in a Walmart. Toy guns are a big pre-compliance no-no. It's too bad you don't see more black magicians. Because to avoid being shot, you gotta be a mind reader. Pre-comply at all times, if possible. Pre-compliance means anticipating compliance and being available to comply at any moment. So, I'm going to give you guys, he gives a few examples, I'm going to read them to you. Compliance request, drop the gun. How to be pre-compliant. Don't have a gun, toy gun, wallet, anything dark. Compliance request, hands in the air. How to be pre-compliant? Have your hands free, not in your pockets, not holding something. Compliance request: Don't move. How to be pre-compliant? Minimize movement. If already moving, be able to stop quickly. Don't be fast. Compliance request: Get on the ground. How to be pre-compliant? Stay close to the ground. Don't be tall. Wear stuff you could get dirty. All right, so. John Crawford had pre-complied. He wouldn't have been holding a toy gun that he was going to buy while casually talking to his girlfriend on the phone in an open carry state. If John Crawford had pre-complied, he might still be alive today. But DL, what if I'm white? If you're white, comply at your leisure. In Kalamazoo, Michigan, an old white dude with a rifle was standing around yelling at people and cars in front of a dairy queen. Multiple 911 calls later, a bunch of cops rolled up and he mouthed off to them and didn't comply with their orders. He wouldn't put his weapon down, so of course, they fucking shot the dude. Oh wait, did I say that the cops shot the dude? I meant they didn't shoot the dude. You know, a white guy with a real rifle shouting about revolution can tell a cop that he's quote-unquote acting like a prick and not get shot. He wasn't even charged because Michigan is an open carry state. But DL, I thought you said that John Crawford was in an open carry state and he got shot. How come this old white dude didn't get shot? It's simple. Because a nigga with a play gun is more dangerous than a raging white dude with a real gun. So, if you're white, take your time complying. Open carry all you want. Old white guys are still in charge. If 
you're black, stay pre-compliant so you won't look targeted. Summer. Like white people say, it's easy to not get shot if you just comply with police orders. So, whatever you do, obey. Comply with orders even if they contradict each other or are shouted at you suddenly from behind a drawn gun. Comply with them if they are unreasonable, demeaning, or weird. In fact, it would be best to be clairvoyant so you can comply with orders before the cop has even thought of what he wants you to do. Complying is the only way to ensure that you're not as targeted. So here's some bullet points. If you're not sure how to comply, be sure to comply with what you think the cop meant. Comply quickly, but not too quickly. Comply slowly, but not too slowly. And play guns are for white people. Complying is simple when you follow those simple rules. And that, my friend, ends our installment of the Righteous Block. One time, for how not to get shot by Diaz and Glenn. Looking at me for the pay cut Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down One Mac 11, even boom with the face down Scheming, and let me tell you about my life Painkillers only put me in a twilight What pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy Tell them all to come and get me Reaping everything I sow So my karma come in heaven No preliminary hearings on my record I'm a motherfucking gangsta in silence for the record uh. Tell the world I know it's too late Boys and girls, I think I've gone great Inside my faces all day Won't you please believe when I say When you know we've been hurt, been down before Nigga, when our pride was low Looking at the world like where do we go Nigga, and we hate poor poor Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we gon' be alright Nigga, we gon' be alright Nigga, we gon' be alright We gon' be alright Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright Where's he from? Why do what? Like, why like? No, that's too much for me. Black people walk like that because we have style, we got flavor, we got rhythm. I mean, 
The black man in America is the most copied man on this planet, bar none. Everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. How about that question? The colonel's a nigga now. The colonel's a nigga now. He didn't know so much chicken. He's a nigga now. Cal Channing just admitted she was a nigga. The rest of them need to break down and admit it, too. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Just checking in with you guys. You guys enjoying the episode? You guys enjoying the episode? Checking it out? Checking it out? Just another reminder, and I'm going to get out your hair. For the next few days, drench, saturate, steep yourself in nothing but blackness. Don't be scared. It's okay. You'll probably end up feeling a whole lot better. And black people, Talk to other black people about how cool it is to be black. Talk about the 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 the, the past. Talk about black excellence. Talk about all those civil rights activists, all the people that didn't get any credit throughout the years. And don't be fooled by all these corporations saying black lives matter. They still feel the same way. But with that said, we're going to get back to the episode. Trill Spiel. We will. You have the emergence in human society of this thing that's called the state. What is the state? The state is this organized bureaucracy. It is the police department. It is the army, the navy. It is the prison system, the courts, and what have you. This is the state. It is a repressive organization. But the state in Tiro, you know, you've got to have the police, because if there were no police, look at what you'd be doing to yourselves. You'd be killing each other if there were no police. But the reality is, the police become necessary in human society. You know how we think Organize the hood under our ching banners Red, black, and green instead of gang bandanas FBI spying on us through the radio antennas And them hitting cameras in the street like watching society With no respect for the people's right to privacy I take a slug for the cause like Huey P While all you fake niggas try to copy Master P I wanna be free to live Able to have what I need to live Bring the power back to the street Where the people live We sick of working for crumbs and filling up the prisons Dying over money and relying on religion for help we do for self like ants in a colony organize the wealth into a socialist economy a way of life based off the common needs and all my comrades is ready we just spreading the seed the black male live a third of his life in a jail cell cause the world is controlled by the white male and the people don't never get justice and the women don't never get respected and the problems don't never get solved and the jobs don't never pay enough so the rent always be late. Can you relate? We living in a no 
more bondage, no more political monsters, no more secret space launches. Government departments started it in the projects, material objects, thousands up in the closets. Could have been invested in the future for my comrades. Battle contacts, primitive weapons out in combat. Many never come back, pretty niggas be running with gas. Rather get shot in they back than fire back. We tired of that. Corporations hiring blacks, denying the facts, exploiting us all over the map. That's why I write the shit I write in my raps. It's documented, I meant it. Every day of the week, I live in it, breathing it. It's more than just fucking believing it. I'm holding in ones, rolling up my sleeves and shit. It's C-Lo for push-ups now, many headed for one conclusion. Niggas ain't ready for revolution. Yeah, I was black male, live a third of his life in a jail cell. Cause the world is controlled by the white male. And the people don't never get justice. And the women don't never get respected. And the problems don't never get solved. And the jobs don't never pay enough So the rent always be late Can you relate? We living in a police state Some of y'all got questions. Most don't. But some of you do. Like what? Like even if you don't get what's going on, you just don't understand why I took a break. Or why things are so misconstrued right now. And not understand why people are acting the way they're acting. And before we get into all that, I just want to know how everybody doing. Hope everybody doing good, because man, there's a whole lot of things out here to try and make you feel bad, and we can't get wrapped up in that. But um. How y'all been hanging in there, man? Because personally, and not to be biased, but with intent, I've got to address my, my people first because I'm black, Afro-American, as Malcolm will call him. But over the last few weeks, um, something that I feel like black people can try out and work for me was uh, steeping myself in as much blackness as I can. And I'm not talking about watching cops or let me chill out with that because white people get arrested on cops a lot. <laughs> it's actually hilarious. 
But anyway, my point being, with all this negativity that's going around, and this is another thing I want to remind you guys about with your social media activism and everything that we're, we're seeing and we're taking in. Remember that people can be triggered and all this negativity is bad, period. I know we're trying to make people aware and you want people to wake up, but you can't do that at the detriment, the detriment of people's mental health. You can't do that. Some people don't even know they're being affected, but they're being affected. And um, we need a little positivity. We need to inject as much positivity into our own personal lives as possible. So if you are black, I want you guys to go watch documentaries of Malcolm. Martin, Fannie Lou Hamer, Angela Davis, Fred Hampton, Huey Newton, Stokely Carmichael, Eldridge Cleaver, and not, not so much so you can be defensive and be mad at white people. That's not why I want you to do this. I want you to watch things on the Apollo, watch things on Black Excellence, Josephine Baker, Billie Holiday. Red Fox, all the people that kind of paved the way and went through way more drastic racism than we're going through right now. And they, their blackness made them who they were. Moms made me. Man, shout out to Whoopi Goldberg. But I think right now, What's needed is healing. But Will, how do we heal, man? How, how can we heal? They put his, they, he put his knee on his neck, man. They hung five people in the last two weeks, man. Black people do not hang themselves. I know. I know, but that does not mean you start hating your neighbors. That does not mean start meme mugging and gangster grills radio every white person that you see at this point if it takes you separating yourself which is unrealistic but uh, I understand I understand if you don't want to be around them because I because a lot of trust has been broken I get that but let's heal and remind ourselves of exactly why they treat us the way they treat us, but in a positive light. And dare I say it, we're just good at what we do. Some things we're good at, we're not even trying to be good at. We're simply trying to do them. It's messed up because you could really get philosophical about it and say, we're not really better at anything just equal and maybe we should be separate I don't know I don't know I, I, I have my feelings about that I kind of I tend to draw on the later lives of Martin and Malcolm both of them were kind of leaning towards the other's philosophy
could be a little bit more in those last days. But um, right now, not to chase rabbits. That's not my daddy say. That's real country. That means jumping around topic to topic. You know what I mean? To prevent that. On top of steeping yourself in blackness and being proud of who you are, what you have to do is talk to other black people. And instead of y'all getting together, be like, man, these crackers, these crackers, old oh, man, oh, fuck the police, fuck the police, they black lives matter. Hey, black lives do matter. But talk about the good shit. Talk about the stuff you've been exposing yourself to. Man, I watched, because in, in, hey, hey, in, in warning, trigger warning, it's a trigger warning. Some of the stuff is going to blow you because the stuff I was finding out, I found a conversation that I had already found one time by Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin. Those are two uh, great American authors that just happen to be black. So I just happen to uh, enjoy them a little bit more. So, uh, with that said, they were just having a conversation. And this was in the 1970s. And the conversation could have been had by two people, a male and a female, in the black community right now. And they don't even have to be authors. And that's been blowing my mind. This last month or so. American history. And the and 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 how it's surface based and how we don't dig and but there's a running thing that's been going for a while now. And it's it's this 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 philosophy that no one wants to recognize but unless we can start to understand each other's plight and really the way I try to explain it uh, to my daughter is you have to kind of relate to people through their struggle but only if you have a struggle and black people, eh, it's in our DNA. You're kind of born with one. So, number one, you got to be self-aware. You got to be aware of what your people went through. That's from a family level to a cultural level. It's amazing the things you'll find out about yourself when you talk to your uncles and your aunties and your and they cousins and and, and, and just and, and you learn. Oh, that's why I act the way I act. Oh, okay. While I'm still on black people, I'm going to center it a little bit. And fellas, chill, chill. I'm, I'm going to talk to the ladies. I, I love talking to the ladies, but I got to address it at its base. Fellas, we got to do better. But instead of me just coming down hard and being like, like I am not one of you, I want to say this. As a man right now, being black, you have to be a little bit of everything to everybody in your life that you care about. 
you cannot fly off the deep end like you would normally do if that's something that you do. You have to think about your families, man. You got you, I know there's a lot of things that's provoking you and want you to cross that line, but y'all have to understand that that is a ploy, that is a tactic. Y'all got to start being smarter, but that's not what I was talking about because of everything right now. We have to first acknowledge the women, the black women that take all our bullshit, that raise us, that have sex with us, who have our babies, who get beat up in the street too over us and sometimes just for being black they fighting a whole different war fellas that's why I addressed us first because this is not I'm not going to go hard on nobody because that's not what this is about this is all in love this right here is about growth and fellas us as men especially being black men there's a glass ceiling on growth you can because society's telling you number one what a man's supposed to be, and number two, if you black, they telling you you gotta be like this. You have to start defining that for yourself, guys. If it takes you losing friends, takes you being by yourself for a little while, that's fine. But know that there's only so far that you can grow as a man. I don't care if you had your daddy and 40 uncles. You can always grow further. But I think as a man, we get stuck in our ways. And what taught me this is having a daughter. And I learned quickly that I had a lot more to learn. I had a whole lot more to learn. However, I did not know where I was going to start. And I'm going to tell you right now, fellas, it starts with the ladies. I'm not telling anybody what to do with with their manhood or their sexual privacy. I don't care. But y'all got to stop making so many, creating so many soul ties with women you ain't going to be with. Because you're, putting, you're bringing babies into a world that we don't even want to live in. And, they, and that, that is trauma. Babies are being born with PTSD because of our households. And we don't understand it. At least we act like we don't. But still, this is something that I am working on as we speak. So I don't want anybody to think, dang, dog, you just go come at me like that. Like you don't make mistakes, dog. Like you ain't never uh, did no bullshit to a chick, dog. I'm not saying that. But right now, in the black community, black men, you should be doing everything that you can to acknowledge, appreciate, and protect black women. I don't care if you're mad at your mama, your baby mama, your girlfriend. You need to protect and relate to, really listen to ladies right now. Now, the reason why I brought them up before addressing them is because, like I said, we can only grow so much as men by ourselves with other men around, your homeboys, because 
like I said, there's already a glass ceiling. But women see what we don't see. And a lot of men are not going to say this. But if men are the head, women have to be the neck because they know how they look at other things. They see things that we don't see. And because we always tell them to shut up or we just don't listen to them, they don't get a chance to always articulate the shit that will keep us out of a lot of the things we get ourselves into. That's why the civil rights movement, the black liberation struggle, all of that was so successful before it was all broken down and dismantled was because of not just women, but the relationship between the men and the women. I'm not saying that Panthers weren't fucking each other, but it was more brother-sister level. It wasn't, oh, let's see how I can exploit these sisters. No, they wanted them sisters to get free, and they helped them. And then some of them, yeah, you know what I mean, it's just going naturally happen. But that's part of taking our place back. We have... It doesn't matter if you with your baby mama, don't matter what they done did, it don't matter what you done did, you gotta get better from today. From today, get better. Realize that they are going through a struggle like you too. When they walk out the house, they're black women. I was not aware of this. And it took a black woman to teach me that I had more learning to do when it came to being a man. And I know that sounds crazy, fellas. But the trick is the right woman. So, find you a woman that understands what's going on, that is aware, that is not just wrapped up in reality TV. doing everything you can do right now to stay alive and be the man that you need to be for the people around you not just the women, the kids, everybody your parents, whoever it is now with that said, I'm going to leave the fellas alone, ladies hey, hey, how y'all doing not a lot I'm going to have to say to y'all. Y'all are on it. This is going to be a lot of self-police talk. Fellas, we're going to have to police ourselves. When you see messed up stuff happening, stand up. Be a man. It's messed up because you might have to fight a couple of these niggas. But it's okay. Don't worry about it. You stand up for your sisters. Anyway, ladies, keep doing what you're doing. Keep building. I've seen, I, I make a lot of jokes about all that, that tea and all the stuff that y'all, that, that, that they're selling online, but whatever you gotta do to establish yourself, you do it. You start being honest with the men in your lives. Hold them accountable. Even if you have to argue. I'm not telling you to go home and break up your relationships. I'm not telling you to go home and attack anybody's manhood. Understand, ladies, that even though 
understand that we don't, we, 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 it's almost like James Baldwin was telling Nikki Giovanni, remember that you got a boy that's going out there that ain't show exactly how to be a man right now. So the last thing he gonna need is when he come home is the opposite of peace. Now, I'm gonna pause right there. I'm not saying if he's cheating on you and making you run around, number one, you shouldn't be running behind him at all. That's, but, uh, it's neither here nor there. I'm not a part of y'all community, so I cannot address that. But, hold us accountable. We will step up, and um, I already know y'all going to do more than that. So let's love on each other, man. We got to get back to that. That's the, that's the beauty in all of this tragedy I see. Like it's making people get back to each other, to, the, to your families, to the people that you care about. You're kind of forced into these situations. But who knows? Maybe this was the plan. I don't know. Now, so black people... Summary, quick, real quick summary for black people. Let's heal. Let's stop being so negative. Watch what we post. Let's watch what we watch. Let's be balanced. Make sure for every two, three posts you're posting about pro police brutality and, 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 and revolution that you're posting two, three posts of positivity that you're seeing out here. And make sure you interact with your, with your fellow man. And like I said, if you don't want to be around white people, then separate yourself. I understand. Like I said, trust has been broken. Everybody that's not black, and especially white people, stop trying to prove to us that you are not racist. We get it. What we need from you guys is the biggest self-policing task of all. You guys got to get out there, and it's not just going to be on social media. You're going to have to tell your friends. You're going to have to tell the people that you with every day, hey, man, that's some bullshit. Don't do that. Don't say that. You're going to have to do that. Yes, you're going to get into arguments, and you're not going to understand why you're getting in some of these arguments. But you don't have to plead your case to us anymore. When I say us, I mean Afro-Americans, blacks, black people. We don't need you to individually tell us that you're not racist. Tell the racists that look like you to at least chill. Keep that shit in their house, which is still bad, but, 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 but you get what I'm saying. Just... Be a superhero within your own communities, and it doesn't take much. I'm not telling you to jump in front of any guns and break up any fights, but don't be silent anymore. You guys have been seeing it for three weeks. Your silence is basically comp compliance. You're saying that it's cool, and it doesn't matter how many black friends you have. It, it doesn't. It's wrong whenever you see it, and whenever they're not white. It's not just black people white people. It's everybody that is not white gets discriminated against. We're just concentrating on black people for the moment. 
but we all know how America is. We like to shift around our racism. We pick different groups every now and then. It depends on what season it is, okay? But if y'all really want to change, that's what it starts with. So, to add on to that, black people, while we're healing, and if you're going to be around white people, you got to go to work or something, or you got white neighbors and white friends, still call them out. But understand that they're just waking up, some of them, and they really didn't understand this, so you can't rush them. They're babies to this civil rights movement. They want to they wanna be a part. Let them. And with that said, white people, don't try so hard. Just you know what's right and what's wrong. Defend it. That's how you help. That's not even about race. That's just being an American, man. We got to get back to fucking with each other. Because that's usually what happens. We have tragedy and then we come together as Americans. But right now, that's harder to do because of the president. <clears throat> but I'm telling you right now. White people, stop being so apprehensive. Every black person is not mad at you. Just have fucking manners, man. Say thank you when we hold doors open for you. Because right now, that's hard to do. Little things are hard for us to do, and we're doing them. Because we are Americans, too. We love this country just like white people do. Where else we gonna go? We built it. So we sticking here. Y'all stuck with us. So let's let's make this shit work, man. I ain't gonna wrap y'all to death. I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna take a little break. Go 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 go. Uh, post something and, and roll something. But y'all, I, I appreciate y'all letting me wrap y'all like this. But I'm gonna take a break. We'll be back. Trill Steel. We will. Then the police came, <laughs> I went in the house. Because they got magnums too. <laughs> and they don't kill cars. <laughs> they kill niggas. <laughs> police got a chokehold they use out here though, man. They choke niggas to death. That mean you be dead when they through. Right, you, did you know that? Wait, the nigga's going, yeah, we know white people. No, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, two grab your legs, one grab your head, it'll snap. Oh shit, he broke. <laughs> can you break a nigga, is it okay? Let's check the manual. Yep, page eight, you can break a nigga right there, see? Let's, let's drag him downtown, okay. And they got them dogs that sick on your ass, right? Them German shepherds and shit. Nasty motherfuckers, right? Some places they got them Dobermans. Doberman pinchers? Them some bad motherfuckers. They fast, too. Hey, catch the average white boy. <laughs> By the time they catch a nigga, though, they too tired to do anything. Maybe get petted or some shit like that. <laughs> you try to run him off? <laughs> Sit your ass right there, man. We'll get on. You all right? 
I saw him let one loose on a young brother about 16 in the alley. Police jumped out the car and sick the doorman loose on him. And the brother was low running. <laughs> he was down in here. <laughs> and the dog was on his ass. <laughs> and it must have got good to the brother because he shifted into overdrive on the dog. Yeah, the brother had a cap on. He just went. Like the dog says, shit. <laughs> Motherfuck that nigga, man. <laughs> shit, he gonna kill me out here. Shit. Give me a biscuit, yeah. Get over now, mama po, daddy po, candy lady, head to clothes, couldn't buy what she sold. Got to get over now, granny po, papa po, must run in the blood, shit, that's all we ever know. Got to get over now, neighbors po, city po, politicians passing bills, they don't live around the door. Got to get over now, I got to get over now, I got to get over now. Who the fuck gon' tell me I can't get rich, cause I come from a stick, what a stone break. Non-blacks 
the way we don't want to be treated. Fellas, let's acknowledge, embrace, and protect the ladies. Ladies, keep doing what you're doing. Keep fighting for us and fighting with us. We know that you're in a war too. To white people, you don't have to prove that you're not racist anymore. Just check your own people. Anybody who's not black or not white, remember that you had a choice. Your culture had a choice to come here. The only people that I look at a little bit differently are Cubans, but then again, Cuba still has a huge amount of people. Everybody didn't defect when Castro became. Which means you had a choice. Black people, Afro-American, niggas, did not have a choice. We don't have a, a home country to go to. We don't have an old country. We don't have, we call Africa the motherland, but we can't go back. Because we were never there. Everybody needs to start recognizing that we are not the same. We're similar. We're all human. But everybody is not going through the same things. The sooner everybody can start to recognize everybody else's plight. Number one, things will get back to normal. Number two, it won't be all this bullshit because everybody won't be able to, it'll cancel itself out. Treat people better. I don't care if they're white. I don't care if they're black. Most people, under the sound of my voice, are in blended families. Where you've got all kinds of races, not racists, races, cultures, in your family. And y'all have some of the, the, the biggest biases. Black men that are dating and or married to white women. Don't check black people about what they say about white people. Make sure your white partner understands the black plight. Black women that are dating white white men. Don't just hide behind their white privilege, guys. Sometimes the home will become a debate podium. And you need to open up those dialogues because if your white counterpart does not understand what you go through every day when you walk out that door, they don't understand black people. And if they don't understand black people, they don't understand you. And if they don't understand you, they can't love you. Black men don't let them try and tell you how to feel when you see things out here and like I said black men don't go to other black men on behalf of the white man or the white lady and tell them anything 
Same goes for black women, but black women really don't do that. And somebody, we got to put prayers up for Donald Trump and Candace Owen. I'm so disappointed in Candace Owen. She could have been so great for black people. But that is the brainwashing. That is the whitewashing that America does. We, they use your own people against you. And Candace Owen really thinks that she'd still be where she is without black people. She thinks that if all black people were gone and she was the only one left, that she would still get treated the same way. And that's sad. Spanish people, let's close the divide between y'all culture and our culture. We're the same. Brown love and black pride. We are all niggas to America. And it's time y'all start acting like it. It's all right. We'll show you how to do it. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's actually freeing. But yeah. I appreciate the time that you guys spent hanging out with the kid. You guys keep being better. Keep getting better. Keep your heads to the sky and out of your ass. Get money. Mind your business. Love on the babies. And let's protect the ladies. And I'm out. Oh, was that him? I don't know. How many fingers did he have? I'm sorry, I couldn't get the binoculars out in time. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. <laughs>